We need a revised and improved system. We cannot expect the federal government to reform itself. Our two parties cannot agree on anything. They have two very different conceptions of America. This is not going to change in the foreseeable future. This means that if we want to introduce radical change in the way we govern ourselves, we must rely either on the states or on local cities and towns. When, in a nuclear family, the parents become dysfunctional, the older children must fill in the void and act as surrogate parents. The same logic applies to our federal government. Either the states or some among the cities and towns have to step up and fill in the void at the top. But there is here a big problem. The states have been castrated twice. The first time that this happened was when the Constitution was introduced. Most of states' powers were taken away from them and given to the newly created federal government. The second time was a consequence of the Civil War. The federal government, in the person of President Lincoln, crushed the southern states and reduced them to colonies. The 14th Amendment extended the consequences of the Civil War to the northern states. Thus all the states were degraded to the rank of colonies of the federal government. The Revolutionary War had transformed the 13 colonies into independent states. The Civil War reversed that movement. It transformed all the states into colonies. From then on, the federal government acted in relation to the states as the British Crown used to act in relation to its colonies. The way I am reading American history is slightly different from what you would read in our textbooks. The American people have been brainwashed by the federal government so that they would believe in the lies of the system. Those lies were elevated to the rank of nationalism and patriotism. America is not alone to have done so. All nations seem to follow a similar pattern. All nations tend to deify themselves. It is as hard to demystify nationalism and patriotism as it is to demystify a well-established religion. This prompted Freud to say, Greater than tradition, defined as the act of transmitting the memory of the past, reverses or hides the very thing that it claims to reproduce. Here is another thing that he had discovered. It can help us understand the Trump phenomenon. Greater than Freud notes that it could never be established that the human intellect possesses a particular gift for truth, or the life of the human mind a particular bent for recognizing truth. GW 16-237, we are led to believe what flatters our desires and our illusions. We all seek what is fabulous. Quoted by Michel de Certo in Lecture de l'Histoire, Etudes Freudienne, Gallimard, Paris 1975. 375. Can we reverse the castration of the states? When the castration is mental, it can be reversed. This can take the form of demystifying the Constitution and the laws of the United States and emancipating our colonized states from their mental castration. But I think that this will take a great deal of time and efforts, and that it cannot be done before the liberation of our cities and towns. I also think that democracy begins at the lowest level. It works best on small scales, where almost everybody knows your name. Let's concentrate on enlightening and transforming local governments. On the federal level, democracy does not have two legs. It has only one, the other one is radically amputated. The first leg allows the people to vote. They have to vote for those professional politicians that are on the ballot. They cannot introduce their own candidates and put their names on the ballot. This is decided by our two-party system and by big money. Big money is needed to run a campaign. Now big money does not represent the people. It represents the oligarchy that runs the show from behind the scene. Democracy can have two legs on the local level. The smaller the town, the better. On that level, we the people can introduce propositions that can become law. 
In this way the second leg of democracy becomes viable. As can be expected, this system creates tension between our elected officials who enjoy the privilege of making the laws and the public who can interfere in the same process. Because of this unfair intrusion of the people, our public servants are tempted to limit as much as possible the proposition-making process, by making it difficult, expensive and time-consuming. Now this natural tendency is anti-democratic. Therefore we should begin by making the process as easy as possible. This can be done by reducing the hurdles that must be overcome in order to introduce a proposition and have it put on the ballot. This is the first step. The second step that I propose is to have the local government create its own app that can be downloaded by the local voters, and with which they can sign a petition. Those two steps are ideologically neutral. They can be adopted by Democrats as well as Republicans. But things become more complicated, when the petitions that are introduced challenge the ideology of those who are in charge. This will be the case when a petition wants to alter the swearing-in ceremony of elected officials and eliminate any reference to the Constitution and the laws of federal and state government. Otherwise no democratic change can be introduced at the local level. Unless we emancipate our elected officials from their subordination to state and federal requirements, we will not be able to civilize them and free them from those shackles. The same thing can be said about introducing propositions that deviate from known decisions of the Supreme Court. This can be the case if we want to put strict controls on the amounts of money that can be spent on local electoral campaigns. A similar problem will arise if we want to declare the Second Amendment obsolete and introduce some forms of gun control. We must insist that our local governments enjoy a great deal of autonomy based on two things. 1. The nature of democracy is the rule of the people, by the people. 2. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments as we interpret them, not as the Supreme Court does. Otherwise no real change can be introduced and America will become a failed state.